guys want to tell you about Shelton's Place. Shelton's Place is proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. They are also the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400 square feet facility, rest in a very nice country setting. They also have a beautiful lawn, huge pond in the back. They've got full-service catering uh, available for every event. Uh, it makes for a wonderful atmosphere for whether you're going for an indoor-outdoor wedding, an anniversary party, or corporate event. I encourage you to go support these guys. Go check them out online at Shelton'sPlace.com to start the booking process or just to check out some awesome pictures. Once again, Shelton's Place, proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. Well, hello and welcome live tonight here to Gibson Field at Hudson High School. Happy to meet you here on the Nest. All season long brought to you by Shelton's Place. My name is Chris Simmons, and tonight we are rolling with former Hornet. We've got to, I remember broadcasting your games, Mr. Jesse Cravey joining us on, on the call. Jesse, happy to have you with us, man. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited for this game. I'm just excited to be here and be able to be out here with you. It's playoff baseball, man. This is this is the thing. This is what we all get up for. And uh, listen, if I was really good at my job, somewhere during this broadcast, I'm going to find the home run call from when you were in Madisonville and we had it. Because man, I'll tell you what, it was uh, it was <laughs> such a fun time. Uh, but listen, that's what playoff baseball does. That's just that, that's the nature of it. And tonight, uh, the Hornets have uh, they're coming into the playoffs as district co-champs. Uh, they actually flipped for the two seed, got the two seed that they wanted. Uh, but listen, this Orangeville team is, is nothing to balk at. It's going to be something. That uh, tonight's going to be a very interesting game. We'll watch. Uh, we'll, we're going to be talking pitching, hitting all that fun stuff uh, as we're coming along here. And this is the one show. This is the Protect Your Nest pregame show brought to you by Gloria McDonald of Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, you can purchase your life insurance today with Gloria McDonald. Listen, life insurance is more than a policy, it's a promise. And purchase today with Gloria McDonald at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. When we come back, we'll talk with our Hornets coach, Glenn Kebble, and have our starting lineups all here on the Nest. When it comes to land clearing, house pads, and dirt work in general, you're going to want to work with a serious contractor. J.R. Ward with Southern Excavating takes this work seriously because he knows you're investing a lot of hard-earned money into your project. He also understands that you need to get the project completed as quickly as possible. For all of your land clearing, house pads, and dirt work, contact J.R. Ward with Southern Excavating at 936-465-7777. Once again, that's 936-465-7777. Football and brisket, blue bonnets and springtime. In Texas, some things are better together. Like at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, where a home policy just isn't the same without auto coverage to help bring your rates down. The state fair and fine stuff? (laughs) Can't have one without the other. Moments worth covering are never accidents. Call Gloria McDonald at 936-634-7285 to see if you qualify to save up to 40% on your auto insurance. Discounts may vary by situation. You're listening to Hudson Sports on the Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place.
And joining me now on the Protecting Nest pregame show brought to you by Gloria McDonald, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, is our Hornets head coach, Glenn Kimball. Uh, coach, welcome to the playoffs. How, uh, you know, this is a, you know, there's three seasons every year, the pre-district, the district, and then you get to the postseason, the one that, that really matters. How uh, are you and the guys feeling coming into round one? I would feel great. Guys relaxed. Uh, had good practices leading up. Uh, we've been waiting all year for this. Uh, you know, it's been a tough year for us up and down. We've played some really good teams all year long to get us ready for this, and it starts 0-0 right now. So uh, the guys feel good. Coach, this uh, t- talk to me a little bit about this Orangeville team. What you're expecting to see from them? What from you know uh, pitching, batting? What, what all do they, they do well? Well, they can hit. Their team batting average is around 350 as a team, and I think we've only got maybe two guys over 300. So wow. uh, they're going to swing the bats. Uh, they will give up a few uh, few errors, and they'll, they'll give up a few runners every inning. Uh, they'll, they'll walk a few, uh, but they just try to out hit you. Uh, they don't have any dominant pitching, but they've got guys that throw strikes and keep you on the bases. You can't run on a couple of their guys. They're they're one ones to the plate, and uh, catcher's pretty good. Uh, we expect a tough game. Coach, I've got to, to cover a couple series for you here over the past couple of years with with playoffs. What's your approach coming into uh, into uh, a serious situation where it's not just one game and you're done, but you got a serious coach? Well, what's not? Don't give details and all that. Don't give your game plan away. But talk to me a little bit about just what's what's your the mental approach coming into a series? Well, in this series right now, we're just trying to win game one, uh, and we'll use everything we got to do it. Um, we're not going to hold people back and save anything. Uh, game one's huge, and uh, we got to get this thing at home. And uh, um, I'm use everything we got. Excellent, Coach. What's the one thing we can be looking for tonight? We do this well, we're going to win tonight. We get a few timely hits and play defense tonight, we'll be fine. Excellent. Well, Coach, good luck to you. Let's go get game one here tonight. Thank you. That was one of Ted Coach Glenn Kimball joining us on the Protection Nest pregame show brought to you by Gloria McDonald, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. We'll be back in a moment with our starters here on the Nest. Moving your automatic payments and direct deposits to a new bank used to be a chore. Commercial Bank of Texas makes it simple. Open a new CBTX checking account today and you can corral your account information easily with ClickSwitch, a simple online tool that lets you securely transfer your payment and deposit information in minutes. It's safe, simple, and only takes a few clicks. The latest technology and tools with personal service. That's banking, Texas style. Commercial Bank of Texas, member FD. I see. Let's face it, we're all busy, like crazy busy. Soccer practice, band rehearsals, and helping the kids with their algebra homework. The last thing you want to worry about is what you're cooking for dinner. Let us help. So May Catering provides weekly take-and-bake meals that fit your schedule and are easy on your wallet. Need it delivered? We can handle that too. Visit our weekly dinner options by liking us on Facebook. So May Catering. Ordinary, made extraordinary. Here at Southwood Drive Animal Clinic, we are very excited to be able to offer the best veterinary services to Lufkin, Texas, and the surrounding areas. It is our goal here to offer the highest quality veterinary care. Our patients and their owners definitely deserve it. And to accomplish this, we strive to continue learning so we can offer our patients the very best and most up-to-date veterinary care. Not only our veterinarians, but also our entire staff learns constantly so we can be the strongest hospital that we can be. Southwood Drive Animal Clinic, proud to be a sponsor here on Next Play Sports. You can give us a call today at 936-639-1825 or visit them online at swdac.com. Once again, that's swdac.com. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. And welcome back. We are here live on the Craigslist 
life. Tonight starters for the Hornets. Listen up. They are as follows. Sophomore, number nine, Aaron Dickerson. Junior, number 10, Mason McDonald. Senior, number six, Ian Greer. Senior, number four, Tyler York. Junior, number 14, Caden Red. Junior, number 17, Reed Smith. Senior, number 16, Reagan Yarbrough. Sophomore, number two, Ben Penn. Sophomore, number 15, Bryce Sudman. Senior, number eight, Cole Giesling. Cole Giesling on the mound tonight for uh, the Hornets. One of those New York lineups brought to you by SY Home. Visit online by going to SY Home. Online.com. So happy to have you with us here on uh, this beautiful Wednesday evening for the first round of playoffs. Want to get ready to take on the Orangefield Bobcats. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey with you. When we come back, we're going to talk X's and O's, talk strategy, talk game plan, all the good stuff here on the Nest. Hudson Sports and Chick fil A make a great combo. What could possibly be better than a fresh Chick fil A sandwich, hot and crispy waffle fries with a large sweet tea? After a Hornet win, only having your sandwich, fries, and drink ready for you the moment you walk in celebrating through our front door. Skip the line with the new Chick-fil-A app, and you can place and pay for your order all from the palm of your hand. Think about it, the full delicious menu that you love available in one app. Download the Chick-fil-A app on your iPhone, Android, and Google devices today. Livewell Athletic Club is Lufkin's finest athletic facility for you and your family. Whether it's our top-of-the-line workout equipment, dynamic specialized classes, or recreational sports activities, we promise to exceed your expectations. You and your family will have a blast playing together out on the splash pad or sliding down the water slot into our heated pool. But that's not all. Livewell offers tennis, basketball, pickleball, a safe outdoor figure-eight track, sauna, deluxe salon, and more. Come see it for yourself, located behind the mall in Lufkin. Live well, play hard, feel good. You're listening to Hudson Sports on the Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place. And welcome back. This has been the Protection Nest Free Game Show brought to you by Corey McDonald of Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Chris Simmons, Jesse Craig, on with you on the call here tonight. Uh, Jesse, Cole Geesing on the mound for the Hornets in this one. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what Cole does well. We, we've seen him most of the season on, on the mound, kind of in that rotational spot. So talk to me a little bit. What are you looking to see from Cole tonight on the mound? Cole is a very, he's a controlled pitcher. Uh, some might call him a surgeon. Uh, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a real overpowering fastball, but it's got a lot of movement on it, <clears throat> and he's really good at controlling the zone and putting the ball exactly where he wants it. And that's a really tough thing for a hitter to pick up, especially you know just keeping him on the toes. He's got a ball that moves down and into a right-handed batter, right. and he's also got another his uh, curveball slider that moves down and away to the. Down and, away, down and away to the right-handed batter. Oh, gotcha. so, okay. so he's got two pitches that move in opposite directions and just keeping guys on his toes. He's got a real good change-up. It's going to be really good out there today. Tonight, placement's key. We've got to be placing the ball well, and, and we'll be seeing that early on. We want to thank one more time our free game show sponsor, Gloria McDonald at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Today, purchase your life insurance with Gloria McDonald at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. We're about ready to get this thing going. The lineup for Orangefield quickly. It's the center fielder, Johnny Armstrong, and the catcher, Ken Michael, Brent for Gia. At first base for the one, two, three, Mason Gonzalez, Caden Evans, and Blake Bradley, who's the pitcher for the Bobcats. Uh, the four, five, six part of the lineup. Our first pitch of the game is brought to you by Southwood Drive Animal Clinic, providing the best veterinary services in the East Texas area. This is them by going to SWDAC.com. First pitch to the ball high and away. Next pitch fouled over down the third base line. Going to get behind near the batting cages behind the Hornet dugout to our left. And Geeson starting things off here. Uh, one and one to the left handed hitting. 
center fielder for the Bobcats. In the 789, Ryan Dutch, Gunnar Jones, and Jacob Hank, uh, Harvey in left field. One more pitch coming from Giesling. That one's hitting, fouled off. And of, all, that of, light pole. <laughs> of all the things I've seen with this field, Jesse, and of all the things you've seen, I've never seen a ball fouled off the light pole and bounce right back into, into, into play. It's crazy. Uh, at AC, uh, one game we played this year, I think we were playing Northeast Texas, and we had a guy foul the ball off, and it broke and shattered the light bulb. Oh, and my it, goodness. And all the glass, like, fell onto the <laughs> pavement and stuff. It was crazy. We had to go sweep it up. Absolutely. And you mentioning that over at AC, Jesse, you playing for AC. You're hurt this year. Hope get yeah. better soon. Get that injury going better. You're going to come back next year and, and I, got, I have an opportunity to. Uh, awesome. I broke my hand in the fall, had surgery on it, and just had some complications after surgery from yep. that. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I hate that. Uh, but, but I am happy to have you here. So. I am too. I'm very excited to be here. This is a really fun experience. Fastball misses high and away from Giesling, making the count 3 2, and then Armstrong reaches. Just enough to tip one back. We'll try it one more time with the 3-2 count here. So uh, notable for the Hornets here tonight. Uh, and, you know, I, I believe, if, if I know him, uh, the, way I, the way I think I do, that, that Hunter Mayo, uh, not in attendance with us tonight, he is actually at home, very, very under the weather, uh, you know, just sick. And obviously, you know, when you get to, to playoffs and, uh, you know, it's game one of the playoffs and you're on your home field and just knowing that hey, if you're that sick, you can't make it. We, we know we're, we're hoping he, he, he gets a uh, speedy recovery. Uh, we need him back ready for Friday. So, Hunter, shout out to you there. Uh, if you're listening in tonight, uh, happy happy you're here. And great pitch. What did you see from Jason there as we had our first pat pin punch out uh, of the game? That was just that down and away. That pitch was going into a right-hander but away from a lefty with a leadoff left-handed batter up. Just going soft, low and away, getting able to get that movement on it just to where he thinks it's in the zone and then it moves away and he can't reach it. Is that almost like a screwball? That's pretty much, yeah. Uh a screwball is a pretty unconventional pitch that no one really throws. Uh, a big pitch that they usually call is just a sinker. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. And so more more of a sinker look because I was like, man, I think it's breaking. It's not, it's not, like you said, going to the outside from a right-hand pitcher. So something, you know, curveball slider, whatever, that's breaking that direction. So 0-1 count to Kent Michael, number two hitter. He's behind the plate at the fastball. Giesling getting a little bit of extra on the outside for that call. Got in. a little stick. Uh, ben Penn set up on the inside corner, and he threw it on the outside corner. So from everywhere, it looks like a ball, but probably caught the corner. Good block right there with two strikes. Yeah, slider missing low and away from Ben Penn. We'll take you around the diamond for, for the Hornets here in just a second. One, two, popped up in the air. Going to get fouled behind the concession stand. Try one more time and see if Giesel can start off second batter of the game. And, and he's somebody that, that he trusts his defense a lot. And he has to trust the defense behind him because he's not going to overpower you. But when he's pitching and hitting his places, he's a very tough hitter to hit. It is. It's very tough. That's a good pitch right there on the corner. Looked like it was a fastball that started almost the opposite of what he did to the left-handed batter. It started off the plate away and then come sunk back in to the outside corner. So Kent Michael strikes out looking. It's back-to-back pad pin punch outs brought to you by Cole Geeson. Once again, pad pin drop sponsor here on the nest of every Hornet strikeout. Quickly, it's two down. Brett Fergia steps up. Strong first baseman for the Bobcats. Takes a big cut of the fastball high. He's a thick kid. It looks like he can he can send one uh, quite a ways you know, with the right kind of contact. But tonight, I don't think anybody's sending one out of here with... Uh, with the, with the that wind, wind blowing that straight flag in. is blowing straight in from center field, and it has not slowed down. I mean, you bring Brandon back, and he, he can probably get one out of here. <laughs> but besides that, not sure what else we're, we're going to be seeing. 1-1. This is low and away. 
Making it out 2-1 count with two down. Giesling now from the windup, hits one softly over to second base. Greer coming in to field it. He'll scoop it up, throws it over to first. We'll have to give you the infield here coming up in the second inning. But it's a 1-2-3 start for the Hornets and Cole Giesling on the mound. We'll be back in a moment with the Hornets coming to the plate here on the nest. Grando Baking Company has been preparing delectable treats in Lufkin since 2010. We use only fresh, all-natural ingredients in everything we make. Our bakers and pastry artists share a passion for traditionally prepared foods with those of you who appreciate the fine baking. This commitment to quality is evident in every one of our delicious handmade creations, and our friendly down-to-earth service is the icing on the cake. Take time to visit us online at grando.net or call us at 936-632-1005. Grando Baking Company, proudly supporting your Hudson Hornets. Real Graphics, your one-stop shop for all your design, printing, and advertising needs. At Real Graphics, we do it all. From t-shirts, embroidery, signs, banners, websites, vehicle wraps, decals, to printing small and large, we have you covered. We just moved to our new 13,000 square foot building to bring it all under one roof. So come see us at our new location in downtown Lufkin, across from Denim Piano and next to Bovee Sewing Center, where all the magic happens. We look forward to teaming up with you on your next project. Real Graphics, where we do it all. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. Hey, welcome back. We're here, bottom of the first inning. Cole Gibson set, set down the Bobcats. One, two, three, there in the top half of the first inning. Now the Hornets looking to get things going at the plate here. And this one, they'll be going against pitcher for the Bobcats, Blake Bradley. We saw him actually last year in the second game of the series. He went four and two-thirds, allowed four runs, four hits, three strikeouts, four walks. But Bradley, uh, the junior pitcher, uh, trying to come out. And what, and what I'm imagining is uh, Bradley's not their number one guy uh, on the roster. We're, we're going to kind of have a battle of number ones. We can probably get to game two is my assumption. I don't know that with any fact or certainty. Uh, but the Hornets would love to, to, uh, to get things started here quickly. Uh, Against against Bradley on the mound. Oh, that's a smash! <laughs> there we go. Aaron Dickerson sits down in center field. We'll take it. So Dickerson coming up. First pitch he sees in the short right center field. Coming up with a leadoff single to get things going. That right there is what they need to be doing and trying to stay up the middle of the field. Uh, this kid pitched against them last year, but there's a lot of new faces on our team. Right. Uh, so whenever you face a guy for the first time, what you want to do is you want to try and stay up the middle towards the right side, especially with the wind blowing in like this. It's not like you're going to be able to yank any balls over the left field wall. Just keep a simple approach, middle, right side. Just try to barrel everything up and get as many guys on base as you can. So now Mason McDonald going to step up. He bats on the right side for the Hornets. We've, been, we've seen him consistently get on in multiple different ways. And right there, getting things going with it. Uh, with a softly hit ball right between first and second in the right field. Dickerson moves up to second safely. McDonald reaching first pitch he sees. So it's an attack early and on here in the count. Attack early, see that fastball, sit on it. Hit it the other way. Both of these first two hits were on the first pitch fastball, middle, opposite field singles. So now Ian Greer with a chance here in his senior campaign. Two runners on. Nobody out here. Oh, 
Greer gets under, gets into one. If the wind's going to pull it back, it's going to be caught in left center field by the center fielder, Johnny Armstrong. But we're not going to be able to tag. You take away the wind, blow straight ball. in on it. And it has a, it's going to hit the fence. It may have a chance to get out of here. That ball was hit a lot harder than where that kid caught it. For sure. Ian is a very strong kid with a, a knack for barreling things up. So Tyler York, the designated hitter for the Hornets tonight, stepping up. York bats on the right, two runners on. Curveball coming across high. Missing for ball number one, and, and York with a pretty good eye here all season long from what we've seen. He leads the team in RBIs, but uh, pretty, pretty disciplined at the plate. Chopper hits softly up the middle, coming in, in quickly is Evans. Evans will throw it across the first in time for the second out, but the runners able to advance. That was a nice play by the shortstop coming in hot. Off going to first. And he'll take it, which did you advance the runners? Because you got two down, so now it's time to really get get things going well. Uh, you got you got to. Caden can get back to that same approach that uh, Dickerson and McDonald's came through. Just get something over to the right side and hopefully it'll get through. Anna Rady, one of these kids that obviously the body transformation he's went through over the past couple years, it's, it's insane. It's it's incredible. I was a senior when he was a freshman and I remember you know when he came he was you know, he was a pretty heavy kid and he has just worked worked so hard. Worked so hard. You know almost from you know the first day I met him whenever uh, you know it was just obvious not to be rude or anything, no, 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 but, absolutely. but he he was behind physically on the field. He couldn't move around with us, and he just used that as motivation and the work ethic that he has shown to get to where he is today is un, unreal. Absolutely, and he's, he's so big and strong right now, just muscled up, so I just wonder if that kid can get into one. It's not going to happen. Listen, folks, take away your home run chance. It's not <laughs> happening tonight unless there is just like an act of God by somebody, but <laughs> uh, but overall, Inarity's worked a 3-0 count. And taking strike number one there, making three one with two down. So three one count, two down. Pitch coming. Fastball missing high. And ready, drawing a walk. Bases loaded. So as as a pitcher there, you know Bradley's probably thinking that's probably okay with first base open. You can walk him, don't give him anything to hit. But now just the pressure comes up for, for Reed Smith uh, to see. Let's see if we can produce here in the first inning with bases loaded. Big opportunity for him. And on the pitcher, you have to come as a hitter. You should know to be expecting a strike because there's no place to put him. He walks this guy the same way he did to Caden. Uh, it's it's an RBI for Reed. So two down. First looked like a, like a slider. Either that or the, or the two-seamer has a little bit of movement on it towards the end. I don't know. I just was looking over at first base when that catcher popped up. <laughs> like, oh. like, is he really going to throw behind the runner here with, with runners at second and third? We'll see. 1-0 is the count. Fastball. This is low on it. So 2-0 count now. We're here live for you in the first inning. Hornet Baseball on the Nest presented all season long by Shelton's Place Premier Wedding and event venue of East Texas. You can visit them by going online to Shelton'sPlace.com. Start the booking process. Check out what the facility is all about. Catcher Kent Michelle 
Going to walk out and talk to the to pitcher Blake Bradley. Let's take it around the diamond the rest of the way. Brett Fragia at first base for the Bobcats. The opposite corner is Mason Gonzalez up the middle. It's Ryan Deutsch and Caden Evans at short. Jacob Harvey in left. Johnny Armstrong in center. We saw him make a play earlier. And then Gunnar Jones in right foot in, in, in right field. Smith from the right side. Chopper hit over to the left. Going to roll over into foul territory. Smart play by Gonzalez. Didn't want to have a, no easy play on the ball anywhere. There wasn't. Coming hard on a ball like that. Right down the line. It's going to be hard to get enough on that third to get it all the way across. Best bet is to just hope it goes foul. And if it doesn't, it's an infield single on RBI. Two-one count. Nowhere to put Reed Smith here with two down in the first. Smith fouling off the end of the bat. Evening things up. Two and two. Twos across the board. Two hits for the Hornets. Two hits for the Hornets in the bottom half of the first inning. Two pitch coming. Curveball chased it low, bounces, and the force out made at the plate by Kent Michelle. Orangeville gets out of a bases loaded jam there in the first. When we come back, Cole Geese is coming back out for more here for the Hornets. Second inning, no score. Playoff baseball on the nest. Soccer practice, band rehearsal. Let's face it, we're all busy, like crazy busy. Soccer practice, band rehearsals, and helping the kids with their algebra homework. The last thing you want to worry about is what you're cooking for dinner. Let us help. So May Catering provides weekly take-and-bake meals that fit your schedule and are easy on your wallet. Need it delivered? We can handle that, too. Visit our weekly dinner options by liking us on Facebook. So May Catering, the ordinary made extraordinary. Hornet fans, when you're looking to buy or sell your home property, why not seek out the expertise of seasoned veteran and Hudson alum, Pat Penn. Pat's a certified real estate broker with Gan Medford Real Estate. You've heard him all season long be the proud sponsor of every Hudson Hornets track out. We like to call him Pat Penn Punch-Outs. But for all of your real estate needs, be sure to contact our very own Pat Penn at 936-465-1234. Attention Hornet fans, it is taco time. Stop by Taco Casa and grab the classic freshly made Super Taco, Chili Burger, or Super Nachos. Maybe even all three. It's crunchy, delicious, and promises to be exactly what your taste buds are craving. Located on South 1st Street, Lufkin, stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Taco Casa, real fresh, real food, real good. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. And welcome back. We're here top of the second. Still no score. Up this inning. For the Orangeville Bobcats, Mason Gonzalez, Caden Evans, and Blake Bradley as the foul ball is hit into foul territory. We're making it a 1-1 count. Giesling, strong start here uh, in the first. Set him down with two strikeouts in the first two batters and the ground out the second. So early on hitting spots doing, doing well. 
Now it's just a matter of let's, let's keep this up and let the defense do a little bit of work for you. 1-1. One, one. That one's hit in the air right field. It started off going to right center. Now definitely in the right. Making, making the range over is Mason McDonald. And I love the read uh, by him on that. He's normally in left field. Kind of a little bit of shifting around going on for the Hornets with, with uh, Yarbrough starting off in left. But McDonald, he's going to have the, the most... I think the most impact from this wind blowing the direction it is because that ball just took a big curve on it. That ball was going straight at the 360-foot sign, right. and it finished over <laughs> at the children's clinic sign. And especially if he's been playing left all year, having to automatically – the ball automatically goes like that right. when it's hit to right field, first of all. And this wind, now the wind changed from directly straight in, and it's almost going all the way across, and it's just been changing direction a little bit. But – He's gonna, they're going to have fun out there in the outfield, and especially in the infield with a high fly ball. <laughs> yeah, that we, we, we'll, it should get interesting if this thing goes along. One one count, number five hitter, Caden Evans. He hits one high into left field. Just talking about Yarbrough, he has a good read on this one, ranging back to his right. A couple more steps, about 10 feet away from the foul line in left field, records out number two. And so we've, we've seen Gizan start off with back-to-back -back strikeouts. We've seen him now start off with back-to-back -back flyouts. Whatever the out is, we don't care. We just want to keep seeing the exactly. out produced. <laughs> Blake Bradley, the pitcher, we've seen him on the mound. Hornets, we're threatening to do something here in the bottom of the first, but didn't quite get around. Let's see if Bradley can help his own cause at, at the plate here, but he lines one foul on the first base line. Get things going for Kiesling with 0-1 count. Sometimes when a pitcher is pitching and hitting in the game, it's kind of hard to focus at the plate, but as a pitcher for the other team, you can't, you can't get, get weak mentally right. and just, you know, throwing a bunch of balls right down the middle. Absolutely. One more count. Speaking from somebody that was the number three hitter and then the number one starter as well on the mound. That was a lot of fun. Hard hit ball in between first and second. McDonald will get there easily to scoop it up. Bradley with Bradley with the first hit of the game for Orangefield. Nice effort over there by Caden. He dove for that ball. Just barely missed it, it looked like. <clears throat> Courtesy runner going in for the pitcher, Blake Bradley. Number 14, Caden DuBose. Swap him out. Ryan Deutsch stepping up. Deutsch rocking the stirrups today. I like it. <laughs> Wondering who the other voice is here. First time on the broadcast with Mr. Jesse Cravey. Joining his former Hornet, now Angelina Roadrunner. Taking a little bit of time coming out here and broadcasting the alma mater. One on count to Deutsch. He had to pop up in the right field. Wins Probably going to take that play. Yeah. Going just past the bullpen in right field. Geesing early on. Very impressed with seeing what, with what he's doing. This is a kid that uh, he's, he's in his senior campaign uh, for the Hornets. And, you know, getting the ball here game one. And uh, it's, it's one of those things. This is a big, this is obviously, you know, you have game one of any series. It's always a big game. But also, no, this is the only home game you're getting out of, out of the whole thing as well. Yeah, you really, really want to get that first game. And Giesling is a really good candidate to get out there and just go after him, strike after strike after strike. High pop-up hit in the infield. So three pop-outs in the inning. That'll finish off the Bobcat. Bobcats after one single three pop-ups. We've still got no score. Hornets coming up. It'll be Reagan Yarbrough, Ben Penn, and Bryce Hubman. The 789 for the Hornets coming up in the bottom of the second. This second inning is brought to you by Livewell Athletic Club. Livewell, play hard, feel good, live well. Be back in a moment with more here on the Nest. Cruising a Padre with the top down was the best. 
But that was before we had the kids, all three of them. We went from two-seater to sedan to minivan, joy rides to family trips, detailing to fixing dents from mics and skateboards. <laughs> Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes as fast as your taste in cars. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accident. Call Gloria McDonald at 936-634-7285 to see if you qualify to save up to 40% on your auto insurance. Discounts may vary by situation. This is Dr. Jeff Glass. As a dad and pediatrician, I know how important children are to their families and how important family is to children. All the pediatricians at the Children's Clinic Lufkin are parents and we all treat our patients as we would our own children. You can bet that every bit of up-to-date medical advice you get from me and other pediatricians at the Children's Clinic will come with a hint of the parent side of us as well. We've all been there and we expect the best, just like you should. The Children's Clinic of Lufkin is located at 205 Gene Sanford Drive in Lufkin. For more information, call 936-634-2214 or visit them on the web at thechildrenscliniclufkin.com. You're listening to Hudson Sports on The Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place. Welcome back. Leading off for the Hornets here in this Liverpool Athletic Club. Second inning is Reagan Yarbrough rocking the number 16. Jesse, does it mean anything to you? Yes, it does. Uh, that was my number in high school. And it was the number I had picked this year. Uh, but I can't play. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Funny story of how I got it in high school. Uh, when I was a freshman, I wasn't on varsity. I was on JV. But my okay. sophomore year, whenever I came, uh, I wanted to get number 17. And Coach Kimball looked me in the eyes when we were picking jerseys and goes, you look like a number 16. And I said, okay, I guess I'm number 16 then. <laughs> but I really like that number ever since then. Uh, you know, I'm grad- I graduated high school in 2016. Uh, my birthday is on December 16th. So I was just like, hey, oh, hey you know 16 what? is the number. It works out for you. It works out. I had lucky number 13 back in the day. So uh, that, that was the one that... Uh, you know, had somebody. Actually, my original number was 22. I always wanted 22. Couldn't get that, so Rocket I got 13. No, just for the fun. I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe there wasn't any one person. I just liked 22. I thought it was a cool double digit, same number kind of thing. As a pop up hit by Yarbrough to record out number one. I always wanted 22, but then as a sophomore, when I got on varsity as well in basketball, I mean, that wasn't available. So 13 was. I was like. What the heck? Let's go for it. And then just embrace it. You know, to that point, lucky 13. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, someone lucky. Don't do it. No, no, no. You make, you make it all right. You make your own breaks. Ben Penn has an incredible walk-up song. It was, oh, and he hits a bullet back to the pitcher off his foot. Yeah, Bradley, can he make the throw just in time? and made the first one make a little bit of a hop. But, yeah, Penn coming up aggressive. So, quickly, it's two down here. Just before we, if we're talking you know, talk about the walk-up song. But I said that, too. I'm, is that actual Ben Penn song, or is that the one that Andrew picked for it? We will find out during the break. We'll come back with those answers for you because I got fooled once into saying that on the air. And they said, no, Chris, it's not his actual walk-up song. We just picked it. And so I'm like, you know what? That's jacked up. But if it is for real. That was incredible. Coming out the jam into the circle of life. Absolutely. Bryce Hubman, the number nine hitter for the Hornets, steps up with two down here in the second. Still no score at this point. Takes the first pitch for a strike from Blake Bradley. And I believe I was mistaken uh, earlier on the broadcast talking a little bit about the pitching staff of of Orangeville. Blake, Blake Bradley, by all the number standpoint, don't know what in, in their necessary their order what it looks like, but from their numbers, he's their strongest pitcher they've got. So they're throwing number one out here at us in game for one, trying to steal one on the road so they just have to get one back at their home place. One one count to Hubman. Hubman, tons of speed, tall frame in the box. Chases a slider outside. Making it now one and two with two down. Chris Simmons, Jesse uh, Jesse Cravey, 
almost, almost, you almost got called Jesse Garcia. I'm so used to Jesse saying Garcia. I, I, I'm so I used thought to you were going to go with the Jesse Gravy. Oh, I could do gravy. <laughs> I could, I could do gravy. That I didn't think about making that mistake, but I'm sure now that I have, I will. Uh, it's a fun, fun week here on Next Play Sports. You know, the Nest is an affiliate of Next Play Sports, and we're doing a lot of traveling here. 932 miles. It's game number one of six uh, this week. A pop-up hit into foul territory. No, game number one of six in the, in the next, you know, three days. Uh, so lots of traveling going on. Craving will be on with this, uh, potentially on uh, Friday as well at Orangefield. Bobby Allen also be on the call for that. Tomorrow night I'll be uh, riding solo for softball in Nassville. 2-2 pitch coming to Hub, and that one curveball breaks in the dirt. Also got Central softball as well that we're covering. Jared Simmons, Gordy Garcia, going to be on call with that tomorrow night for Mumford and Saturday going to Mumford as well. It's all over the place, but, man, the next place for us is a lot of fun stuff. 3-2 pitches of fastball that Hudson couldn't quite get up there with. And so Blake Bradley goes 1-2-3 here in the second. Still no score. Move to the top half of the third inning. We're Cole Gibson. We're against the 8-9-1 of Orange. Back in a moment here on the nest. Here at Southwood Drive Animal Clinic, we are very excited to be able to offer the best veterinary services to Lufkin, Texas and the surrounding areas. It is our goal here to offer the highest quality veterinary care. Our patients and their owners definitely deserve it. And to accomplish this, we strive to continue learning so we can offer our patients the very best and most up-to-date veterinary care. Not only our veterinarians, but also our entire staff learns constantly so we can be the strongest hospital that we can be. Southwood Drive Animal Clinic, proud to be a sponsor here on Next Play Sports. You can give us a call today at 936-639-1825 or visit them online at swdac.com. Once again, that's swdac.com. Real Graphics, your one-stop shop for all your design, printing, and advertising needs. At Real Graphics, we do it all. From t-shirts, embroidery, signs, banners, websites, vehicle wraps, decals, to printing small and large, we have you covered. We just moved to our new 13,000 square foot building to bring it all under one roof. So come see us at our new location in downtown Lufkin, across from Denim Piano and next to Bovee Sewing Center, where all the magic happens. We look forward to teaming up with you on your next project. Real Graphics, where we do it all. You're listening to Next Play Sports. Presented by Shelton's Place. That was almost the craziest play I've ever seen. That was almost on the, literally the very first pitch of this third inning. Reed Smith nearly just came up with something ridiculous over there at third base. It was a ground ball to his backhand side, and he kind of like half dove for it. I don't know if he tripped or anything, but he didn't get his glove up, so he just grabs it with his bare hand, and then he throws it to first. Barely did the runner beat that throw. That was incredible. Gunnar Jones, a little bit of of speed out on the bags. Bunt being pulled back by Jacob Harvey. Ball one thrown by Cole Geesling. At this point, the Orangeville coach probably sees that it's going to be a pitcher's match if he can get that first runner into scoring position and give him a chance to get a single and get a guy in. You know, Sag Bunn being laid down. Executed well. We're going to move up to second. Jacob Harvey thrown out at first base, but now they got somebody in scoring position with one down, and that's the thing with these playoffs. you, you got to kind of get a feel for the game early on. And if you're the coach, you got to say, look, we hitting this guy, we not hitting this guy. Are we going to get into the bullpen, or we not? We, you know, how, How's everything looking? Uh, because Coach Kimball, we know, is, is, is very famous for – uh, for the small ball tactics. He, he's, he's always on it. He's a pro fan of it and they execute it well. And so it very well in playoffs, it, it comes down to it at times. Yeah, very much. So we were big on uh, fly ball to center field. Hubman taking a couple steps back. He'll catch it. 
Brenda thought about tagging. Trying to, trying to draw the throw. Going to be staying put at second base. As Johnny Armstrong flies out the center field. Two down. And number two hitter, Kim Michelle, stepping up. Talking about Coach Kimball with that small ball. I remember uh, one one day, I can't remember who he played the day before, but we lost. And uh, he was pretty mad because we should have won. And uh, he said that the Coach next Kimball was, doesn't get mad. No, he does. He never gets. He doesn't like. Very seldom does he just like get so mad that he just screams. Right. But he was pretty upset. He really felt like we should have won this game, and, and we all did too. We were real disappointed. Um, Coach so Kimball gets the kind of mad. Not sorry to interrupt, but Coach Kimball gets the kind of mad that's like your dad looks at you very disappointed, like that. And that doesn't start, say anything. And he doesn't say looks anything. at you. Exactly. It's just that look. That that's the kind of uh, aggressive. Yes. Anyway, continue the story. Sorry. Uh, so the next, he said, uh, we have practice the next day, and actually the next day uh, was opening ceremonies for uh, Hudson Little League, and so we went out to the to the opening ceremonies, and he said practice after opening ceremonies, and we came out to the field, and we may have been out here for three or four hours and we did nothing but bump <laughs> we were playing we were playing games it was like he split the team up into two teams and it was like whichever team does best the bunting this round yeah uh the other teams got a lot and wow. we were just like bunt we literally just were out there and bunted for five hours that's awesome that you know what it's not shocking either like that, it's that, not. That, that, that totally totally it turned into at first uh we honestly thought that we were just going to go out and run the entire time and then it was definitely a relief when we got told that we're bunting the entire time <laughs> uh but it definitely turned into like a really competitive spirit like the team stayed the same the whole day right and then the team at the end of the day with the most wins was the winner of the day gotcha and i rem i think he let us off easy because we were out there for so long but originally he told us that the winning team was going to get to like maybe pick on the other team or something yeah, like absolutely, that. Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely became a competitive spirit type thing, but it was it's definitely something I remember from out here. Makes sense. 2-2 two -two count. Kent Michelle up with two down, runner at second base. Still no score here in the top of the third. I think Louisville Athletic Club, pardon me, crowd sponsor of Hornet Baseball there in that second inning. Live well, play hard, feel good, live well. Michelle takes a curveball low and away. Good stop made by the sophomore Ben Penn. I've been singing his praises all year long, man. Uh, you know what? You, you don't ever feel the shoes of Kyle Lovelace, but, man, he's done a dang good job. He does. He, he, he really does. He's a hard worker. He's got a surprising good arm. Yeah, 3-2 pitch hit on the ground to Greer at second. He'll throw over to first. The throw is, is, is mishandled. Not a, not a great throw by Greer. Kind of got hurried after a bobble. It's second base. His throw to Inarity made him made him dive. Inarity couldn't hang on to it. Barely had his toe touching first base. But but on the E4, Orangeville now threatening with runners to corners here in the top of the third and threw it up the right field line a little bit. Caden Inarity Inarity honestly did a really good job at uh, stopping that ball. Absolutely, just keeping it in front of him. Because if, if that ball gets past him, it's uh, for sure run. Uh, that kid that was in second uh, right. is definitely going to come around and score because Ben Finn can't go back up that throw. Brett Fergia stepping up on the right side. Runners on the corner. Giesing will deliver a changeup hit in the air. Right field. McDonald should be able to get this one no problem. Coming in, he'll make the play. And so the Hornets escape a dangerous situation there with runner in scoring position. We've still got no score. We move to the bottom half of the third inning where we'll get to see the top of the lineup again with Aaron Dickerson, Mason McDonald, and Ian Greer. Be back with more here on the Nest. First Bank and Trust East Texas is now Southside Bank. And while we have a new name, the same great team is here with the personal service you expect and our continued deep commitment to the communities where we live, work, and play. This merger also provides more products, services, branches, and ATMs for our customers. 
We are excited about the opportunities Southside Bank can offer our customers. Call or come by anytime. We are here for you. Welcome to Southside Bank. Banking with a hometown touch. Member FDIC. Hornet fans, when you're looking to buy or sell your home property, why not seek out the expertise of seasoned veteran and Hudson alum, Pat Kent. Pat's a certified real estate broker with Gan Medford Real Estate. You've heard him all season long be the proud sponsor of every Hudson Hornet strikeout. We like to call him Pat Penn Punchouts. But for all of your real estate needs, be sure to contact our very own Pat Penn at 936-465-1234. You're listening to Hudson Sports on The Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place. We're here, third inning. Aaron Dickerson, Mason McDonald, Ian Greer is to my right. Jesse Craven is getting in it right now on this Still Dre song. Jesse, so far, what, what are your thoughts here? Is the Hornets coming up for the second time? Well, the first thing I want to say is you play bangers I try. on the incoming, like when it, when the inning is about to start. I got you. Yeah, I, I try, man. I try my, I try my nice. best. And actually, I was, I was looking, I was listening to it. Uh, you know, Jared's my old brother who, who does the broadcast as well. He's got some pretty good pretty good songs of his own. I'm like, thank you. Like, my, mine hasn't been updated in a while. Curveball thrown by Bradley comes into peg. And when you're a pitcher, on the left cheek. the last thing you want to do is hit a kid with a curveball. <laughs> if you're going to hit him, you want to bring the heat. Uh, well, absolutely. Like, I mean, just think about it. Who would want to let you get on base safely with the softest pitching throw? Exactly. Like, yeah. okay, just just let, let me have a little bit more fun uh, than that with it. But Mason McDonald stepping up. McDonald was single in the right field the first time up, and I wouldn't be surprised here. Jesse, I know you I know you can read signals much better than I can here uh, on the squad. I, I'm interested to see what we what we have coming with uh, with the base running and, and Dickerson over at first, a little bit of speed there. McDonald, uh, he's, he's shown himself to be a good bunner this season, but always curious to see what, what might be coming. Dickerson actually moving on the pitch. McDonald swinging, pop-up hitting the right field, so Dickerson going to have to retreat back to the bag. Hit and run on the play, it looked like. I didn't catch the sign. Uh, but definitely, it doesn't surprise me. Coach Kimball does like to do the hit and run, especially with a guy like Dickerson out there who is honestly pretty much as close as you can come to a freak athlete yeah. as a kid that I've ever seen. Uh, Young, too, still, man. Yes, that's crazy. And then you got you know Mason McDonald, who handles the bat really well. Didn't surprise me there. Dickerson, the sophomore, Ian Greer at the plate now and listen if I know him he's one even though that, that error didn't come back that he made it just in the last half inning uh, he's going to try to get it back here at the plate Look, let, let me bring it back let me get this back pickoff move the ball goes rolling it uh, to the fence Dickerson at second base going to be held up there but error on the pitcher on the pickoff move and, and Jesse you've, you've done a pickoff move once or twice in your life I'm sure so w- what went wrong on the play the most important thing you can do in a pickoff is not throw it away. And sometimes uh, maybe on that turn your foot gets caught, especially on this turf mound. I'm not used to pitching on a turf mound. I've always thrown on dirt mounds. Yep. So I don't know what that may feel like. Um, but definitely the, you, the most important thing is to make the throw. And sometimes uh, you might get in your head a little bit as a pitcher throwing to specific bases gotcha. and get a little get a little head case going on and choke it or just let it slip because you're not focused. So Dickerson now at second base and curveball misses low to Greer. He hit, hits one softly down the third baseline. It's going to stay in foul territory. Mason Gonzalez will come up and bring that one in. Two hits for the Hornets. 
And this one a hit uh, one error for each team so far. No runs scored. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey on the call with you here for Hornet Baseball. Well, next play scores brought to you off season long by Shelton's Place. Segura coming up, 1-1. Wind blowing a little bit harder now directly in. Fastball missing low and away. Good take by Greer. And listen, uh, you, got, you got to feel good. Thank you mention one more time that, that Hunter Mayo not in the lineup tonight. Uh, not not in, here tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Hunter, uh, Hunter out sick. Um, Hunter out sick. So uh, it's one of those things that, man, I hope he gets, gets to feeling better. Uh, getting to be- feeling better quick, especially before Friday, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the whole team, you know, in situations like this, it's really hard on a player to say, Coach, I can't make it to the first playoff game of my senior year. <laughs> right. So I'm sure, you know, everybody on the team, fair ball. Oh, just fouled on the third baseline. I mean, that, that was close. That was uh, that was close by Greer because Dickerson would have came up. He would have rounded third. He was 100% he was going to score the first run of the game. But uh, I'm sure the whole team is 100% confident that Mayo's going to come back and give it everything he's got. Uh Definitely the first the first playoff game of your senior year is not one you want to miss, and I'm sure every every single kid on the team knows that, and they're you know got his back and picking him up and saying we just need you back when you're healthy. As soon as you can get here, curveball bounces. Michelle keeps it in front of him, making it now three two count. Runner at second. You can hear in the field mic that happy to have for you here. Make it, make the game experience even uh, even that much more more lively. But the wind blowing straight out, it's it's brutal right now. Full count to Greer. Dickerson at second. Full count. Curveball missing low. Greer drawing a walk. Good patience shown by him not biting on the curveball. Yes. <laughs> thrown by much. Blake Bradley. A big thing you want to do, especially, as I said earlier, you want to pound the fastball and take it the other way. Especially, Bradley doesn't throw particularly hard. Uh, and a more advanced hitter like Greer probably able to read that curveball and just take it and know that if he sees that spin and it starts in the zone that it's going to break away. Tyler York at the plate. Fastball missing high and away. I'm curious. We need to look at the playoff bracket during the break. I don't have it here in front of me. I know that that, that the Hornets are uh, – they got high hopes here during during this playoff run, but I'm very curious why Dieball is here tonight. Uh, seeing coaches and all that, I'm, I'm just wondering what is uh, what is going on that they would be here. Ground ball hit in the infield. Wow. That's a club. Mm, I thought that was a single. Tyler York hustling down the line. The ball hit over to shortstop. Caden Evans making the throw over to first to Brett Frigia. They're going to say York was just out. And so Coach Campbell giving the fatherly look over to the umpire right now. Of, uh, you know, I don't want to be on the end of the, those eyes, but man, looked like York was York was definitely hustling. It looked he, like he was, was there uh, early. His first at bat was also about a step away from an infield single, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was. It was. He's been. He's been in two close ones. Man, Coach Kimball, we always wanted him to go out and argue, argue calls and stuff. <laughs> there was definitely a couple that I was a part of that I was look. I was kind of giving him those. I was like, "Come have my back, man." Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he definitely has your back when he's looking at an umpire the way he looks at you when you miss. Absolutely, a absolutely. He's 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 got it. I've seen him go out a couple times. Very few times though. He saves it for. Uh, I mean, like I was saying earlier, he's not a very animated, get-in-your-face kind of guy. He's kind of the guy that looks deep into your soul and makes you disappointed in yourself. 
if he gives an umpire that look just the right way, they might say to themselves, oh, man, ah, I definitely missed that call. I better not do this again. That's a fantastic point. 0-2 count, though. It's in a rarity. Uh, missed the first pitch, and then the curveball just didn't couldn't get around on it. Making it now 0-2 with two down. No score here in the bottom of the third inning. If he ends up, now nah, I hope he doesn't knock on wood, but if he ends up getting out this at bat, that call is going to be a really crucial one that uh, may come back to hurt us later in the game. 0-2 fastball. Will he get the outside corner? No. Shell playing the, the smart attacks behind the plate. Actually getting setting up a little more outside and I guess, I don't know. When you have 0-2 as a pitcher and catcher, you definitely have an opportunity to waste the pitch and not throw it anywhere near the zone just right. to get hopes of the hitter chasing. 1-2 curveball. In a rarity, couldn't get there. Swing and miss. Michelle will throw it down to first base to complete the strikeout. So once again, Blake Bradley pitching out of a jam. We move on from here into the fourth. Still no score. Hornet baseball, Hornet playoff baseball brought to you all season long by Shelton's Place Premier Wedding and Event Venue East Texas. We'll be back in a moment with the fourth here on the Nest. Home building or home buying is a major step in life. At SY Homes, the builder's emphasis is on producing a home of lasting value that families will enjoy for generations to come. The company prides itself in having high standards in regards to energy efficiency, quality materials and workmanship, competitive and timely bids, and customer satisfaction. Owners Scott and Stephanie York, SY Homes is passionate about building houses that meet the homeowner's needs. They take pride in building a house that becomes a family's home. If you're interested, give them a call today at 936-875-3362 or visit them online at syhomesonline.com. Shelton's Place is the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400-square-feet facility, which rests in a beautiful country setting. This is a wonderful atmosphere for an indoor or outdoor wedding, anniversary party, or corporate event. They can help you create a memorable event that you and your guests will comfortably enjoy. Start the booking process or schedule a visit by giving us a call at 936-366-2095 or going online to sheltonsplace.com. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. All right. Welcome back. We're here in this fourth inning, brought to you by Tomei Catering. Tomei Catering. As you cover from personal grab-and-go lunches, family taking baked dinners. That's what we're living off of this week. Corporate Catering events. Tomei Catering has you covered. Visit them online by going to TomeiCatering.com. T-O-M-E-K-R.com. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey with you. Jesse, talking with the police officer up here in the press box. He's about to take you out of here? Uh, I guess, man. He's, <laughs> he's either trying to take me downtown or take me to dinner. I can't really tell. I gotcha. You know, you may just want to go out and hang out once in a while. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's bringing out the don't, don't, you, you oh, no. don't say it on the air. You can't <laughs> say anything but a big swing and a miss there from Mason Gonzalez, the number four batter, to finish off the strikeout. We promise we will be bringing you the actual normal scheduled programming here on on the nest. We're having we're having a fun time. This is what this is what it's for. Hopefully, it's entertaining on the other end of the other uh, uh, other end of those headphones. But one down quickly for Gonzalez, who has it after Cole Geeson got his third pad pin punch out of the evening. Caden Evans, the shortstop, popped out to left field in his first plate appearance. And, and, and you know, one thing that you're looking for from these hitters, you know, the second time seeing him, how they're going to adjust to him. Uh, but so far, the adjustments have not been uh, extremely impacting. Is that, is that the right one, I guess? Whenever whenever you've got a guy out there like Eastling who, as I said earlier, has, you know, pitches that go in both directions, yep. uh, he can come out and 
first time through the lineup, he may be, you know, going heavy on uh, pitches that go down and into the right hand about it with that sinker, and then second time in the lineup just completely changes entire approach and every adjustment they may have made in the dugout can just go completely out the door because he right. comes back the second time around and throws, you know, heavy on curveballs and things like that that go the other direction. 3-1 liner hit to center field. Hubman takes a second to size it up and then comes in ranging a little bit to his left, about six steps in and makes the, the underhanded catch for the second out on that line drive. I definitely see... Um, Geesling, whatever he's doing out there is working, and he's definitely getting in the heads of the Orangefield batters yeah. a couple of times. And See, it, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just, just going to say that's something that, that actually, uh, you know, when I have uh, my buddy Colby on, one thing that, that, first of all, we mess with because he is uh, brother-in-law with Coach Fitz, and so, and so they, we all, he always has to give him a hard time. Man, what a terrible pitch call by that coach. What's <laughs> he doing? Uh, but, no, he actually looks into it and, br- and, and breaks that down. And so Friday when it just went to a three-man call with this, man, it's, first of all, it's going to be a party. Yeah. Uh, but but, it, but I love seeing the approach, man, because it's so crucial as a pitcher to, to mix things up and not, be, not do the same thing over and over and over. It is, and if he can definitely stay, in the heads of these hitters, uh, that pitch was way outside, and he almost hacked that. But yeah. they're they're up there thinking, and a couple of times I've seen kids get out and like throw their helmets, and, and it's just like really getting in their heads. They're just frustrated at the plate all the way around. One two pitch, that one's driven to right field. Hope for the win. Yes, the yes. wind pushed it just foul. That had extra bases written all over. Ab- absolutely, at least two, potentially three, depending on the throw in, depending on the speed of Bradley. We haven't Bradley really seen has uh, he has. One of the two hits, right? He had the single to right field earlier. He did have the single to right field earlier, so he's so he's been a little, I guess, a little behind on uh, either that or I don't know. Maybe he's waiting a little bit too long to let that. Uh, maybe uh, he. I'm not. I, I'm not familiar with him, but he may be one of those guys on the Orangefield team. And he, I don't know, Coach Kimball said they have a team batting average of around 350. Yeah. So he may. Their coach may be talking about that same approach. Uh, you know, they. I don't know if they faced Cole last year in playoffs, but if this is their first time, their coach may have talked to them about that same approach. Oh, got him looking. Way, right there on the corner, throws the bat. Yeah, wow. he's upset with himself right there. Extremely upset. Yeah, flipping the bat down, surprised not to get any kind of warning, anything. That was, yeah, no, no, no technical <laughs> fouls here uh, out in the baseball field for some reason, but a strikeout looking for Cole Geesling. And so sets them down in order one more time. It's another Pat Penn punch out brought to you by Pat Penn at Gan Medford Real Estate. We'll be back in a moment with the bottom of the fourth. This fourth inning brought to you by Tomei Catering here on The Nest. Moving your automatic payments and direct deposits to a new bank used to be a chore. Commercial Bank of Texas makes it simple. Open a new CBTX checking account today and you can corral your account information easily with ClickSwitch, a simple online tool that lets you securely transfer your payment and deposit information in minutes. It's safe, simple, and only takes a few clicks. The latest technology and tools with personal service. That's banking, Texas style. Commercial Bank of Texas. Member FDIC. Soundtext designs and integrates professional audio video systems for houses of worship, commercial, and residential applications. Our customers benefit from the personal attention we bring to every project. We care about you, the end user, and your goals as our top priority. Soundtext provides audio, video, lighting, control systems, and live event rentals. Don't get left behind. Look around and see if your environment can benefit from an audio video boost. Soundtext is online at soundtext.com. You're listening to Hudson Sports on the Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place.
come back here. Bottom of the fourth inning. Hornets doing everything well defensively pitching so far. Tied up. No score at this game. Bottom of the fourth inning. Do it for the Hornets. Reed Smith, Reagan Yarbrough, Ben Penn. First pitch. Smith takes it for a ball inside. Next one's popped up down the right field line. Going to just get into foul territory. And then finally the last about 30, 20 feet of it. Going to take a little bit more of a spin. The the, the wind uh, pushing it out just, just a bit more. This wind is just honestly unreal. It's It has not slowed down for a half second. The 1-1 count. Check swing. That one's fouled away as well. 1-2. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey on the call with you. Hornet baseball here in the Bayou District round, taking on the Orangefield Bobcats. Game number one, the best of three in games two and three, coming to you from Orangefield High School on Friday, starting at five. So listen, you'll be getting off work, tune in right away because we'll be making the trip down there, getting there early, and traveling for a long, a long amount of time down the road with just a bunch of trees. Curveball coming inside to Smith, nearly got him. He thought about acting like it pegged him. Yeah, I, I, I thought saw it for a half second. Uh, he's like, he nah, I'll, I'll stay in the box. Is the 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 game's on Friday? Game's I thought on it was Saturday. Game is on Friday. Okay. Friday at five, three, two. Uh, pop up hit in the air, short center field. Will the ball get down? Oh, Oops, little collision, but wow. they hang on to it. Collision between second, short. Wow, the second baseman made the play. Good grief. Isn't that's a, a long way to run. That's, a, that's in short left field, man. It was short left center, really. And the second baseman came over and, and went diving to the ground. Shortstop's like, look, dude, that's, like, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my zone. But nonetheless, the now recorded. Reagan Yarbrough now step up for the Hornets. Happy to have you with us here on a Wednesday night. First Wednesday broadcast of the season for me. We've had one other one that was actually a baseball game as well whenever uh, I had a rain delay on one game get uh, pushed some stuff back and so Courtney and Jared called a Huntington game here at Hudson on, on a Wednesday night. 1-0. One down. Pitch coming to Yarbrough. Big hack. That one's going to go into foul territory. It needs to, that wind needs to stop blowing because that's getting awfully close to my truck down there. <laughs> halfway down the parking lot. Been coming to games for years and haven't had one hit hit my truck yet. Every not, time one's on hit wood. over there, every time one's hit over there when we're in the dugout, we're just we're just paying real close attention. You, you know, you <laughs> kind of like squint your eyes and turn your ear Absolutely. towards over there just to see if we can hear some glass shatter. <laughs> Once you count, Ben Penn on deck for the Hornets. Bryce Subman in the hole. No score here in the bottom of the fourth. Bradley taking his time getting the sign from Kent Michelle now will deliver from the wind up and kind of a well, just a sawed him off inside, so much of a swing as he could get off as it fouls off down the right field line. Almost look like he's going up there right now with a two-strike approach with two strikes, letting the ball get real deep and just trying to get his hands quick to it. Now one-two pitch, curveball coming across the ice for a ball. Two-two now. Nothing like playoff season here, and so I love getting to be here with you. Two-two curve once again. Didn't get the upper part of the zone that, that Bradley was one, and he's getting frustrated. On, he's getting frustrated on the mound. Count now full, three and two with one down. Pitch coming. Fastball chased it. Just missed that one right there. Good pitch. Two strikes right off the outside corner. Got him chasing a little bit. You can see he's even choked up just a bit on the bat on, on the swing, and even if, even maybe that was like he didn't with, with the choke up. He had no shot at, at going to going to get that one. Ben Penn coming up. 
with two down, the catcher for the Hornets, taking the first pitch, four strike number one. Sounds like they had a different walk-up song for him that time. He did have a different walk-up song, so we just got fooled by by the uh, the great Andrew Hines up here. Left center field, liner hit, center fielder on, on his horse. Johnny Armstrong making the catch. The one, two, three inning for Blake Bradley and the Orangefield Bobcats. At the end of four, we've got no score. Back in one with the fifth here on the desk. Football and brisket, blue bonnets in springtime. In Texas, some things are better together. Like at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, where a home policy just isn't the same without auto coverage to help bring your rates down. The state fair and fine stuff? <laughs> Can't have one without the other. Moments worth covering are never accidents. Call Gloria McDonald at 936-634-7285 to see if you qualify to save up to 40% on your auto insurance. Discounts may vary by situation. First Bank and Trust East Texas is now Southside Bank. And while we have a new name, the same great team is here with the personal service you expect and our continued deep commitment to the communities where we live, work, and play. This merger also provides more products, services, branches, and ATMs for our customers. We are excited about the opportunities Southside Bank can offer our customers. Call or come by anytime. We are here for you. Welcome to Southside Bank. Banking with a hometown touch. Member FDIC. Home building or home buying is a major step in life. At SY Homes, the builder's emphasis is on producing a home of lasting value that families will enjoy for generations to come. The company prides itself in having high standards in regards to energy efficiency, quality materials and workmanship, competitive and timely bids, and customer satisfaction. Owner Scott and Stephanie York, SY Homes is passionate about building houses that meet the homeowner's needs. They take pride in building a house that becomes a family's home. If you're interested, give them a call today at 936-875-3362 or visit them online at syhomesonline.com. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. Welcome back here in the fifth inning. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey with you. And I'm telling you what, guys, he has the dance moves made for a radio guy that you don't ever see. (laughs) (laughs) Jamming in between breaks over here, having a good time. Great. Uh, great to have you on here, Jesse. For you know, first game, it feels like you've been doing it for a while. I'm, I'm assuming you've been talking for 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 the moment you came out of your mama's womb. You, you probably came out talking about stuff. I've been talking for the past 20 years, man. There you go. There you go. That's all. That's that's all that matters. And the first pitch, first pitch to Ryan Deutsch has popped up in a foul territory. Play made by Caden and Rarity so quickly. It's not. It's it's, it's not even the, the Geesling is is coming at it just. Uh, saw him down right away. He's he's hitting spots, but man, they are just they're aggressive, but not getting anything good to, to take a good hit at. Just as I say, I, right I on, kid. <laughs> as you say, on a good hit ball between short and third for a single. One thing that's uh, you got to understand, you know, the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. You know, you got one round object coming out and trying to hit that with another round object, right. trying to square it up. <clears throat> so the hardest thing to do, especially when you got movement like Eastling, uh just come in there and pound the zone and make them do the hardest thing to do in sports. So Jones on for the second time. Bunt being shown, pulling it back. Potential for like you know fake bunt still in that situation. But Jacob Harvey pulling it back. Last time he was up, he actually had a successful set bunt and, and moved Jones up to second base. One down as you hear the wind blowing. Bunt shown, pulled back. Now a chop swing. 
and Rario filled it, throws it over to second for one. Dickerson thought about making the throw, but didn't really have a, a, a surefire play, so good heads up move by him, holding on to it. Good play Ford. by Caden. Uh, you know, he pulls back, and you got to brace yourself for a swing, and he stayed just about in the right area. Uh, weak contact, gave him an opportunity to go and get that lead runner. I love that. That's you know what, Coach Hines is over there. He's he's giddy right now. I'm sure he's like, look, that that's 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 how you draw it up on that on that ball with that, with a ball hit there. That's that's how you do this thing. Johnny Armstrong, leadoff hitter for the Orange Orangefield Bobcats, stepping up. He's over two with a strikeout and a pop out the center. Button run right there. Laying with down two a, outs. No, absolutely not. He was out all the way. Yeah, he was definitely out. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what the Orangeville coach? Maybe it, it's a surprise tactic. It's got the it, only thing is, is try to catch Hudson off guard on that. But fortunately, the pitcher, Carl Gleason, coming in, filling the position well and and making out number three. So man, quick inning, Jesse. Let's not go to a break here. This half inning. Let, let's keep talking here. We're in the fifth. We've got no score. So uh, what's going through the mind of Coach Kimple now here in game one? Of thinking, man, we, we haven't got any runs across the board quite yet, but. Seem to be sizing this pitcher up decently. I mean, it's not that we're having bad at bats right now, but what do you think Coach Kimball's thinking? I think he's probably, uh, you know, every half inning coming into the dugout and telling his guys to just stay focused, uh, keep that same approach, and, and just really tell them to focus on that middle away approach. And just, you know, like we've been talking about with this win, there's no chance that we're going to get a ball out of the park. So what we may really need to focus on is just barreling a ball up getting a couple singles here and there playing some small ball get a get a bunt down and get that get that you know vital first run across the board if we can get if, if this inning if we can get a couple of singles in yeah get a bunt and get you know like we got in that first uh, in the first inning a runner on second and third that was uh, a very good situation for us that was a very good situation for us and we've seen this guy a couple of times now if we can get back in that situation however it may be we might be able to get that uh crucial first run across the board and then Giesling just come back in and keep doing his thing and just bear down and throw up another goose egg. Absolutely. This fifth inning brought to you by Commercial Bank of Texas for the hometown fans in the stands reading hashtag for the win. It's making Texas dot Commercial Bank of Texas is Hubman chases a fastball well, high softly hit and he's in safely over to first and what's odd about the play is the first baseman Brett Frigia uh, didn't even have a foot on the bag. I he, think he pulled off uh, when he realized that that play wasn't going to be made. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because that's all the, the throw come from Kent Michelle. It was crazy. He swung at that ball, and it was almost the perfect swinging bunt. It landed just in the right spot for the pitcher and the catcher to maybe have a little miscommunication. I think uh, Michelle bobbled the ball one time, and then yep. with uh, Hudman's speed, that's just a no-brainer. If you if you miss a pitch, if you bobble a ball, he's going to be safe almost every time. Dickerson thought about showing Bunn, pulled it back on the fastball high and away from Blake Bradley. It's a 1-0 count runner at first base is Hubman, as we just said, reaching safely to get things going here in the bottom of the fifth. Bunn showing again. This time it's popped up, though. Ah, oh, my goodness. Double play. Dickerson popped up the bunt, leaving Hubman out to dry on, on the bases. That's not what we wanted to happen right there. <laughs> And so Mason McDonald stepping up now. He's one for two with a single and a pop out to right field. These guys in the booth are just coming after me every time I say something. And so Mason, yeah, I know. They, you know what? Listen, there's no love, but you know what? They don't have a headset on, so their voice doesn't even matter. Curveball missing low for, for the first. I guess the only other voice that matters up here will be Andrew Hines. But but who really who, who really wants to listen to Andrew while you're who, up here? That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Everybody here, right? Okay, that's a good answer. We'll take it. But
but uh, <laughs> McDonald, see if he can spark something with two outs here for the Hornets in the fifth. Good pitch right there on the outside corner. Get a little two-out rally going. We got, you know, in all honesty, probably the two best hitters on the team hitting right now. Mason right. McDonald, if he can get on and get the bat into, into Ian Greer's hands. Give him a chance. Maybe maybe Ian will turn into one, get one down uh, one of the baselines and get an extra base hit. And right. Mason come around. Just uh, It's getting to that point in the game where if you can get one run across, you feel like you're pretty confident in you, that you can win this game. 2-1, pop-up hit over to first base for Gia. Sizing it up and makes it for out number three. So we move on from here in the fifth. Still scoreless at the pitcher's duel. Cole Giesling doing a heck of a job on the mound for the Hornets. He's coming back out. We'll be back in a moment with more here on the nest. Attention, Hornet fans, it is taco time. Stop by Taco Casa and grab the classic freshly made Super Taco, Chili Burger, or Super Nachos. Maybe even all three. It's crunchy, delicious, and promises to be exactly what your taste buds are craving. Located on South 1st Street, Lufkin, stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Taco Casa, real fresh, real food, real good. Livewell Athletic Club is Lufkin's finest athletic facility for you and your family. Whether it's our top-of-the-line workout equipment, dynamic specialized classes, or recreational sports activities, we promise to exceed your expectations. You and your family will have a blast playing together out on the splash pad or sliding down the water slot into our heated pool. But that's not all. Livewell offers tennis, basketball, pickleball, a safe outdoor figure-eight track, sauna, deluxe salon, and more. Come see it for yourself, located behind the mall in Lufkin. Live well, play hard, feel good. You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. Welcome back here in in the sixth inning. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey, would you give him me his... Uh, his, his review of, uh, of the intro songs here's a liner hit up the middle off the glove of Ian Greer couldn't quite get there tough play for him to make uh, rule a hit here on the field not like a that's not your normal just sliding yeah uh, that ball that was that was pretty much a bullet up the middle had a little bit of tail and just a real tough play to make if he makes that play it's a great play if he doesn't you got to call it a hit so Michelle at first and Brett Fergia stepping up. Courtesy runners in over at, at, uh, at first base. Curveball in there for strike number one. He may have got a little bit on that he one. He got it. He, we got the call on it. We'll, we'll take it to no one count for. She is none too happy. He's a uh, he's a little bit upset. He's uh these Orangeville players not not uh, hiding their emotion the whole heck of a lot. Not really. It's pretty crazy. Oh. I was never as he gives that call on the outside corner. I love it. I love That's the thing. He just got the call against him in that 0-1 count. So Coach Fitz comes right back with another one on the outside corner. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was taught, you know, growing up playing to pretty much hide your emotion on the field. Absolutely. Uh, just be, you know, be a professional if that's what we're trying to be when we grow up. Pop-up hit high in the air. Wow. Tough play for – well, not necessarily a tough play. looked more tough than what it should have been. But well, it, it may have been real tough with this win, to be that's honest true. with you. And already you know, taking a couple steps, Greer and McDonald were there, both uh, surrounding him, making that play. So even if the worst case scenario, you see just tipped up in the air, let him let him just a little tip. You see that in baseball once or twice a decade or millennium Hopefully. or something. He was on the way down. It's a tough play. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't going to happen. Last year, uh, we played McLennan 
and the wind was crazy that day. A dude, uh, one of the top like June, top ten JUCO prospects in the country, hits a just an absolute moonshot straight in the air, and I was over <laughs> at third base, and man, I swear that ball was just going in every single direction that there was and it comes down and i feel like i'm camped under the whole time and then it comes down i just like dove yeah and, and caught it It was crazy everyone made fun of me but i was like ah, i caught it you didn't you know what at least you made the k at least you made the out on it oh one count to mason gonzalez with the bobcats fastball missing outside you know making it out one and one <laughs> I believe there's uh, the slight, but I think the, let's see, is our student section over here, and, and I haven't got to hear our guys yet, they're, they've been making uh, making the, the game fun out in the stand, but curveball missing low and away. A day like this when the game's going by real fast, it's, you know. I mean, we're humming along right now. We are. I was I was seeing about that, about the fourth thing. I was like, man, it's already the fourth thing. It's just like three up, three down, three up, three down, three up, three down. The game's been going on right now for 65 minutes, so it's kind of, Kind of crazy. Fastball high and tight. Foul straight back. Going to go back into the back to the lawn behind the visiting stands, making things a 2-2 count. We've got no score here in the top of the sixth. I want to thank Commercial Bank of Texas, proud sponsor of Hornet Baseball there in the sixth inning. The 2-2-1 down, fastball high, making the count full. Wind continues continues to blow. Orangefield dugout talking up just a bit. Count full to the third baseman. Runner going. It's hit off the inside of the bat. Giesling bobbles it at first. Now he'll regain control of it. Throws it over to Katie and Rarity for out number two. Good job of keeping his composure after he initially missed that. Uh, ball off the cap was probably spinning crazy and he bobbled it a little bit right. kept his composure made that throw Eastling's got that when he after he throws the pitch you know you're taught to become a defender you're no yep. longer a pitcher you're a you're a guy on defense yep and uh he has a history over at second base and the way he throws he's already kind of low on yep. his arm angle and i've seen a couple times every time he gets a ball he throws it over to first base just like a second baseman it looks pretty natural. You don't see a lot of pitchers out there looking natural when they do defense. The way he finishes his form as well, it sets him up. Just it's, it's textbook. How, how you say exactly. it, set it up on the finish coming down, kind of you know back not just completely hunched over. Get, get a little bit of a new bend to him. He's uh, kind of textbook on that. One zero change up. It's missing a little bit high. Two zero count now. Runner at second base. Runner for Kent Michelle, the catcher. Can't quite see the number with the being that bright orange on the jersey, the light gray jersey. Fastball just gives the corner, making a 2-1 count. Caden Evans up right now. He's popped out to left field, lined out to center field. So 2-1, Hornets trying to come up with one here in game one, get the ball into Hunter Mayo's hands for the rest of it. Ground ball hit over to Interrarity. He's going to first. He'll touch the bag in plenty of time. And that's how we'll finish off here in the top of the six. Still no score at this point. Hornets got to get something going here. Let's let's finish this game in regulation, if at all possible. Game one, the biteest round of playoffs. Chris Simmons, Jesse Cravey, no score. Move to the bottom half of the inning where for the Hornets, it's Ian Greer, Tyler York, and Caden Rarity coming up. Back in a moment with more here on the Nest. 
Hey guys, I want to tell you about Shelton's Place. Shelton's Place is proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. They are also the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400 square feet facility, rest in a very nice country setting. They also have a beautiful lawn, huge pond in the back. They've got full-service catering uh, available for every event. Uh, it makes for a wonderful atmosphere for whether you're going for an indoor-outdoor wedding, an anniversary party, or corporate event i encourage you to go support these guys go check them out online at sheltonsplace.com to start the booking process or just to check out some awesome pictures once again shelton's place proud to be the premier sponsor on next play sports for the entire 2017-2018 season Shelton's Place is the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400 square feet facility, which rests in a beautiful country setting. This is a wonderful atmosphere for an indoor or outdoor wedding, anniversary party, or corporate event. They can help you create a memorable event that you and your guests will comfortably enjoy. Start the booking process or schedule a visit by giving us a call at 936-366-2095 or going online to sheltonsplace.com. You're listening to Hudson Sports on The Nest. Next. Presented by Shelton's Place. Oh, man. This is a banger. <laughs> and with that, we say hello. Welcome back to the bottom of the sixth inning. Jesse Cravey, Chris Simmons with you on the call. Ian Greer up for the Hornets in this one. If you had... One shot. One opportunity. One opportunity. <laughs> and listen, the Hornets score here. We'll give Orangefield one shot in the seventh inning to come up with a couple of runs. But the heart of the lineup, now now's the time to do it. Greer, big cut at one there. Fouls it straight back off behind the plate. Falling behind one, two to Blake Bradley. Man, Jesse, this has been a, uh, a strong pitcher's duel in this one. It has been. You see all those zeros up there. Really, uh, in my head, what I'm thinking is, I mean, I know – Ian is a very good hitter, but he just took a big hack at that pitch. I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking I need to take the approach. As I said last inning, just be real simple with it because at this point, you know, we know we're not going to get a run, get that one, that crucial one run with a home right. run. We need to get up there, and we need to get a lot of base runners. Just like that might get through in the end. Ah, oh, good play. Good play by the third baseman, Mason Gonzalez, ranging over to his left, throwing it across to first base to record out number one. As Greer now 0 for 2 with a walk, and then that'll bring up Tyler York, who's 0 for 2 as well. Not a whole lot of hits on the board so far. Four for Orangefield, and then three for us in this one. As Coach Kimball said in his pregame interview, um, I think we need to hit the ball on the ground and a little bit harder. Uh, he said this team uh, will kick it around if you give them an opportunity to. So I think it'd be a good idea. I don't want to sound like right. I think I'm so smart at baseball. No, you sound awesome. You sound like we just need to take a real game. simple approach. We need to hit the ball hard on the ground and, uh, you know, hit a bunch of ground balls, run it out hard to first base, maybe get them to throw it away, boot it, make them rush a play. Jesse, I don't think you have to worry about anybody thinking you sound smart. So that's a well. I've never, that, that, I've that never been uh, told that I was the smartest cook. That is, in the com- that box. is completely in jest and uh, totally kidding there with you. The fastball taken by York outside corner. For a strike, one, two, but yeah, totally messing with you there. Don't want to. Uh, I'm sure you are. Uh, I promise sure, you, man. Sure no, you I'm are. just, I'm just happy you hopped on here, and uh, and you, I love it, man. You, I am. I'm having a blast. I just want to thank you for letting well, me well, come on this. This is super cool, especially you know, this started when I was a sophomore. I think is when you started doing the nest, especially four with, years ago, right? 
this is this is your number four, I believe. So yeah, I think when you were a sophomore, that's exactly what it was. And um, ground ball hit it with a shortstop, making let's see Tyler York grounding out there for, for out number two. But yeah, we, we've been going on with this uh, for for some time now, man. I think this is year number four. Um, I just remember when uh, when we first you know heard about it. It was real big with the basketball, and yep. we do you know all the basketball games, all the. It didn't hurt that, that that year they went to the regional tournament. The right. thing is going out of the gate. Yeah, and it was just, man, just to know that, like, this is something that. Oh, that dude, could, almost hit the truck that just pulled into the circle. That that's was actually my baseball coach, Coach Libin's truck. Wow. Almost uh, as soon as he pulls in. That would have been fun. I could have messed with him hardcore on that one. Oh, one count. Actually, I, I'm mistaken. It was uh, the second year we had the, the regional tournament for basketball, but the first year. Uh, it was just kind of it was a cool thing that we started off and kind of grown in 270 something broadcasts later we're we're, we're close to that 300 mark and it's just super cool to be able to be a part of it uh, you know we always enjoyed you and uh, whoever you came with whether you went solo or with a partner it was really enjoyable uh, like I said earlier the the call that you were talking about before the game when I uh, was pitching against Waco Robinson oh yeah yeah and then I hit the I hit the home run and oh. Ball, ball in the dirt bounces up and gets nothing but the umpire catcher completely whiffed on it. <laughs> but uh, I think it was tipped too. I didn't think that helped anything. Uh, but so my senior year, uh, I was pitching against Waco Robinson in the in the playoffs. Yep. And uh, that was an incredible game. Uh, we went into extra innings. Yep. And I went two for three with a double and a home run, and my home run was in extra innings. And it was cool to be able to listen to that the next day because you're giving <clears throat> the players an opportunity to almost kind of get a, an exposure right. and, and feel what it's like to be under that spotlight. Yeah. And it was really cool to, like, listen to myself, you know, do a pretty good job. 3-1 grounder hit over to second base, fielded by Ryan Doyle. She'll make the play. And so we're through six innings and, and held scoreless. Uh, Jesse, thanks for, for, for the plug there. That, I mean, you're speaking volumes of it. And, uh, and uh, I love, I'll tell you what, it's cool going from seeing you on the field. Now you're here uh, behind the mic. We've got one more good inning, though, coming up uh, here. It may be more. Who knows with the pace of this one going on. But still no score. See if Cole Giesen can settle down one more time and get those Hornet bats back up. Back in a moment with more here on the Nest. Star Plus Checking from Commercial Bank of Texas is better than free. CBTX Star Plus Checking is an interest-bearing bank account that could earn you money, save you money, and protect your money. You get easy-to-use banking tools and all the extras you want, including great discounts from local and national retailers sent right to your phone with the CBTX Bazing app. Cell phone protection, identity safeguards, and roadside assistance. That's banking, Texas style. Commercial Bank of Texas, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Shelton's Place. Shelton's Place is proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. They are also the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400 square feet facility, rest in a very nice country setting. They also have a beautiful lawn, huge pond in the back. They've got full-service catering uh, available for every event. Uh, it makes for a wonderful atmosphere for whether you're going for an indoor-outdoor wedding, an anniversary party, or corporate event. I encourage you to go support these guys. Go check them out online at Shelton'sPlace.com to start the booking process or just to check out some awesome pictures. Once again, Shelton's Place, proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. 
You're listening to Next Play Sports, presented by Shelton's Place. And welcome back. We're here in the seventh inning. Seventh inning brought to you by Chick-fil-A South Loop Crossing. I encourage you to download the Chick-fil-A One app today. You can place and pay for your order off from the palm of your hand. Cole Geesling been straight dealing tonight here and continues off with this at bat as well. Blake Bradley, the opposing pitcher, taking two big cuts and watching one to make it a one-two count. Here's we're in the seventh, still scoreless. It's it's been tight, it's been a nail batter. Pitchers going back and forth, and offenses uh, in back, you know, second and third innings each had uh, some runners getting on third base. But that's that's it. That's the, the the most recent threat that we've had in this one. Real good job by Cole to come out and just bear down, and when they get those runners in scoring position, just come get these next guys out. You know, stop. Soft blooper kind of thing hit down to right field. Going to bounce in foul territory. Been talking about the home run call. I've, I think I do have it here somewhere. I don't know which foul it is, but it is somewhere uh, through here with the, with the 2-2 count. I just want to shout out Cole Geesling. Uh, a thought came to my head. I remember his first start on the mound as a varsity pitcher. Uh, I can't remember who we were playing, but as that little dribbler back to him, he goes and flips it to first. Uh, he was throwing a no hitter into the. I was playing third base, and he was throwing a no hitter in the Cameron Rockdale tournament. And I was playing third base, and with two outs, I I think there was two outs in the last inning. Uh, uh, I was playing third, and a you know a little swinging bunt was hit down the line, uh-huh. and I just come charging. I I like barehanded and threw it, and the kid barely beat it, and oh, I felt so bad. Shoot. There was like nothing I could have done, but I just wanted to get him that no hitter so bad. And another one is, is you know, Geesling getting Tough a play right there. Not going to get the throw in time. Pin and, and Geesling a little mix up on who to take the who to take the throw. Ben Pin pulled off at the last second. Ben has a little bit of a little bit of a better angle on that. If he takes it, he's moving towards the field of play. Maybe get a little bit more on that uh, on that third of first. Geesling did a real good job of doing what he could and uh, grabbing it with his bare hand and just. Honestly, threw a seed to first base. I don't know if you've been throwing the ball home as hard as he threw that ball to first base. Yeah. <laughs> One down off the after the infield single by Ryan Deutsch. Gunner, Gunner Jones up two two count. Runner going hit and run. A little hit and run action. Kinda Fouled that, it off. That looked like he was swinging on anything. And yeah. He was throwing throwing the a, bat. Had to with a hit and run. Uh, basically, what it is, you've got the runner at first trying to steal second, but the hitter is trying to hit a ball. He. You're, you have to swing yeah. in that situation. Gotcha. Uh, it's a signal from the coach, and it means the hitter has to swing at this pitch, and the runner has to take off and go to second. Because if it all works properly, you can hit a ball. You can uh, tell which uh, which middle infielder is covering, se- covering second on the steal. Oh, what a strike thrown by Reed Smith there. Ball hit his way, threw it over to first base on a, on a line. On a beeline over the first inning, ready to get out number two, the runner advancing. But continue on your thought, Jesse. So on the hit and run, as a hitter, uh, you pretty much anticipate which middle infielder is going to cover the bag on the steal because if you don't swing at the ball, the catcher is going to try and throw the guy out at second. Uh, so hopefully, if everything works right, you can hit the ball into that hole because when right. the fielder vacates, it becomes a huge wide-open hole in the infield. Get an automatic base hit if you can hit it through there, and you can also get the runner going from thir- first to third pretty easily. Wow. Interesting move here. So we've seen uh, we've seen 
Unschuld with two outs, bunt once early in the game. And right then, Jacob Harvey, the number nine hitter, coming back with one again. Trying to catch against the Hornet defense off guard. But fouls it straight back, making it an 0-1 count. Smith and Inarity playing in on the grass. They come charging on the bunt being showed. Pickoff move to second. Just a, just a spin, no throw on it. From Cole Geesling. It's an 0-1 count with two down. In the seventh inning, brought to you by Chick-fil-A South Loop Crossing. Reed uh, charging a little bit. I just saw Coach Kimball tell him to stay home with a runner on second. If the third baseman charges on a bunt, it's an easy steal for the runner at second. So fake bunt swing on that one. Fouls that one well off into the parking lot. Past the right field fence. 0-2 for Geesling here. Chance to go the full seven for the Hornets, which obviously for, for a ton of different reasons. One being the bullpen not being had to be used. So, no, so all the arms still fresh going into Friday, ideally. Well, let's not speak too soon. 0-2 comes into Peg. Man, just missed the fastball inside. Pegs, Jacob Harvey. Still jog on down to first. The last thing you want to do as a pitcher is go you know, 0-2 with two outs and then peg the kid. Mm. Uh, but hopefully Cole can come in and, you know, just bear down. Like I said, like he has been all game, just bear down and come get this next guy and just really show that he's stepped up. And what's rough is that's the that's the first walk of the game he surrendered. Had, really? had surrendered first the walk. Free, first free pass. First free pass down down to uh, down down to first. And so the runners at first at second now. Left handed hitting leadoff hitter Johnny Armstrong taking the first pitch for a ball. He's 0 for 3. He's the one that had the, the two-out bunt uh, back in the fifth inning that we both kind of were caught a little bit off guard by. I mean, I get the, I guess I get the surprise tactic of it if, if it works. It's what I think uh, above anything is he might just be trying to – because uh, bunt defense is one of the, you know, tougher things to do because it's not – people don't practice it very often. Right. You don't uh, – Nowadays in the game, you don't see very many bunts happening with the with the you know the new balls and the yeah. power play and things like that. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe trying to force an error. So but how about this kid's name? That is a name to have, Johnny, Johnny Armstrong. That, that's that's pretty good. I mean, no, no lie, that is a very good baseball name. Fastball gets the outside corner from Geesling. Hornet fans applauding him there. Two one count with two down in the top of the seventh. Still no score. Been a pitcher's duel. In the definition of it here in this one. This Orangeville threatening to get things uh, going here in the seven, just trying to push across one. Two one count pitch coming, swung on, hit off the end of the bat, coming in is Dickerson, fields it, throws it to play. Get him out just I'm there. Yes, that's a great play. He came in charging hard with a leadoff batter. He's got great speed. That was just a great play. As I said earlier, Dickerson is just as athletic as I've ever seen a kid at his age. That was a super strong off-balance throw coming in charging hot. That was a real great play. And it came up big, came up real big. So now the Hornets have a chance here in the seventh inning to finish this one off and pull off a game one win here at their home, uh, at the home turf. So we'll be back in a moment with the bottom of the seventh here on the nest. Star Plus Check from Commercial Bank of Texas is better than free. CBTX Star Plus Checking is an interest-bearing bank account that could earn you money, save you money, and protect you. You get easy-to-use banking tools and all the extras you want, including great discounts from local and national retailers sent right to your phone with the CBTX Bazing app. Cell phone protection, identity safeguards, and roadside assistance. That's banking, Texas style. Commercial Bank of Texas, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
Hey guys, I want to tell you about Shelton's Place. Shelton's Place is proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. They are also the premier full-service wedding and event venue of East Texas. They've got lots to offer from their 7,400 square feet facility, rest in a very nice country setting. They also have a beautiful lawn, huge pond in the back. They've got full-service catering uh, available for every event. Uh, it makes for a wonderful atmosphere for whether you're going for an indoor-outdoor wedding, an anniversary party, or corporate event. I encourage you to go support these guys. Go check them out online at Shelton'sPlace.com to start the booking process or just to check out some awesome pictures. Once again, Shelton's Place, proud to be the premier sponsor on Next Play Sports for the entire 2017-2018 season. You're listening to Hudson Sports on The Nest. Nest. Presented by Shelton's Place. And welcome back. We're here. Bottom of the seventh inning. Still no score. A chance for the Hornets to come up with a game one victory here at home. Friday, there's uh, potential for a doubleheader to be played starting with the first game at five. Reed Smith, the leadoff hitter for the Hornets. Taking the first two pitches for balls in the at-bat. Time called by the Orangefield coach. Listen, Cravey, while we're uh, while we're here, let's 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 just take a listen. If I if I pull the right foul, I can't promise you I've got the right foul, but there's a chance that we might get to hear that home run call from back in the day, man. Hornets win! Hornets win! Hornets win! The shot's no good for Marshall. Rebound for Cooper. That's a basketball highlight. I'm not, like I said, I can't make the I can't make promises here, but there is something. Is- nope, that's not going to be it either. So maybe I just completely. This is awesome is where that's going. So listen, this is what happens when you do live radio, man. This is Gargus Wow! Gargus Wow! Wow! That wasn't, hey, I remember the play. I can still see the play in my head. Uh, (laughs) No, it was not Andrew Hines. It sounded just like uh, it. Man, I don't know about I don't know if I, if I can talk to you anymore after that one. Two one counts reach now. I'm just kidding. We'll just let it be. Two one count. Reed Smith taking the fastball low, bringing it back to your regularly scheduled programming. Making the count now three and one. Three one pitch hit oh, right back ball twice. Smith hustling in the line, still can't get down there quick enough for the first out here in the seventh. It was not the smoothest of plays by Blake Bradley, but nonetheless it was just enough to get it there in a hurry. Reed doesn't have, you know, the best speed on the field, but I was definitely hoping that after he dropped it twice, maybe he'd rush that throw, throw it in the right field, you know. It would have been nice to, to see that uh, come to be. Reggie Yarbrough taking the first pitch in, in the turf for a ball low. Bradley getting a little wild here. Threw a few more balls to Reed than he has in the past few innings. He's definitely getting a little wild out there. He's all over the place. He threw couple balls of Reed that were pretty low through let off the at bat with Reagan low and second pitch coming in way way up top over his head it, it's almost like he's getting a little frustrated just comes up with a fastball that just does get in the zone making it now a 2-1 count if he is getting frustrated he's got nothing to be frustrated about he's been throwing a really good game holding the holding this team to three hits Count now three and one. Yarbrough in this one, 0 for two with the strikeout. 
Another low pitch. Bounces up and gets a piece of the umpire. He's been <laughs> having a game back there. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to bring you that highlight on Friday. <laughs> I can't find it here live as I'm trying to. 3-1 hard hit. Yes, ball. sir. Through the gap. Allowing Reagan Yarbrough to reach safely. Just past the diving third baseman. We'll take it. Got a single on. So What's now that? let's see. Let's see. What's that magic number 16? Oh, oh, is that what that was? Wow, that, that was pretty good. Craven, you're pretty good at this here early on. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it. Ben Penn coming up now. Bryce Hubman on deck. Maybe, I think he's actually getting called back to the dugout. We may be seeing somebody else come in to, to bad form. Penn taking the first pitch high for a ball. 101 down, Yarbrough at first. Pickoff move. Nine time. Looks like Tristan Flowers. Gonna Number five. Gonna yeah. get a chance to uh, take a cut here in the next next at bat. He's actually been out of the, out of the uh, regular lineup this season due to injury. I like the practice where he actually injured his shoulder, and so that really uh, stinks because when I was here, that was one thing that we were all like. It was really impressive the way Tristan could handle the bat. Yeah. We uh, we had an inter-squad one day, and Logan Smith was pitching, who's now uh, playing baseball at uh, West Point. As we oh. get a little crazy play going. Yarbrough reaching safely over the second. It's a, it was a base-running mistake turned into a gift from above as Yarbrough got frozen in between first he got, and second. He got almost, hung out to dry. It was a bunt, and he, he I think he pulled back the bunt, and uh, Reagan... Just got a big secondary, and it looked like he almost thought that he got the bunt down. It almost looked like a delayed steal. He was it, it did. I don't think that's what it was. Right. Because it was kind of, if it was, he did it in a very unconventional way. Very unconventional. More of like, a, I'm just going to be sporadic and go with it because uh, I'll tell you what, somehow, like I said, not necessarily ideal, but um, this pin is going to be walked. An intentional walk down to first now. That's a smart play. You get a force. We got Tristan Flowers coming up, giving him opportunity for a double play up the middle. So Flowers, your runner coming in for Ben. Let's see who that is. Be Kate Johnson over there at first base for the Hornets. So substitute for Hudman is Flowers. So Flowers, like we said, not much action on the season, but what a. Uh, well, what a cool moment here uh, in the senior campaign to be able to come up to bat with a chance to bring in some winning runs. You know, it, it almost sounds storybook, so you don't want to write the story before it happens. But, man, potential is high here with one down, runners at first and second. Blake Bradley still in the mound. Nobody in the bullpen for the Bobcats. I think since the first inning, this is the, uh, the best opportunity that Hudson has had to score. So 0-1, fastball coming in high. Curveball coming inside. He took a cut at it. It's a gap between short and third. Uh, pretty decent one on the left side of the infield. So, I mean, if you're a runner on second, that's the hardest ball to score on is yeah. a ground ball to left field. But I think with that gap and with Reagan's speed, we definitely have a good chance if Tristan can put one through that hole. 0-2 fastball missing high and away. 1-2 count now. Especially, usually in that situation, if there's no runner on first, 
you have to make sure that ball does get through the infield, and that's why it's particularly difficult for a runner at second to score on a base hit to left field. But with the runner on first, they put Ben Penn on so uh, they can have an opportunity to get a double play if Tristan hits one up the middle or to the third baseman. But now with that force in play, he's got to go if the ball's on the ground. So with that big gap, if Tristan can get one down on the left side that gets through, give Reagan a little head start, and maybe he can get around to score with his speed. The game winner if it did happen. 2-2 pitch on the way. A couple fastball missing high on the last two from Bradley. Pitch coming. That one's low. Counts full. Top of the lineup. 3-2. What Coming you up do? next. Walk and walk. <laughs> Get the chance going here. Count now. Like we said, it's full. Johnson at first. Yarbrough at second. One down. Pitch coming from Bradley. That one Foul swung man. on. Good job. Good at bad so far here from Flowers. Seeing lots of pitches coming in cold. I've always thought it had to be hard to be a pinch hitter. You know, you get one chance to shine in the ball game, and you, and you expect to come in and produce. The hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball ride, right? Right. and now you're asking someone that's been sitting on the bench all day to just come in, bam, and do it. 3-2, fastball, missing right high. There. This is a big opportunity. Now, what Dickerson really needs to try to do, especially with this win, it's going to be very, very tough, but if he can get a ball in the air, in the outfield, deep yes. enough for the the last thing you want to do. And it looks like the coach for Orangefield is bringing the entire infield in. I personally disagree with that. I would put the cores in and the middle infield back because if you get a ground ball in the middle infield, you can just try right. a double play. Now, with the leadoff hitter at the bat, that might be a difficult thing to do right. as he comes out for a visit. But from a hitting standpoint, you really need to try to get something up in the zone barrel it up so he can get it deep enough for Reagan with again with his speed but I was watching in and out and these outfielders for Orangefield have pretty good arms so and, they, and, and the outfield coach is actually right now he's he's taking everything saying look t get back do your thing and, and allowing nothing getting over the head nothing is, is, is going to be going going past past these guys so uh, you got, as an outfielder you got to play deep and you have to really just unload on that throw So the base is loaded, spot here for Aaron Dickerson, the sophomore for our Hornets, playing shortstop tonight. Dickerson on the evening, he's been pegged. He had that uh, you know mistake of a bunt in the fifth inning, it turned into a double play and a single to get things going in the in, in the first inning. So if he can hit a ball like he did in the first inning, absolutely. that's for sure ball game. It's ball game. So one down. Let's see what can happen here. Infield is playing in, outfield playing in a depth where nothing's hitting over their heads. First pitch to Dickerson. Fastball, foul straight back. Also, if he can hit, you know, kind of like that, if he hits a ball that's on the ground but slow enough, absolutely, he definitely has a chance for an infield hit, and it's going to be hard for them to, you know, come in charge hard enough and get that out at home. Well, he's going to be safe anyways because they're not throwing. They're not throwing the first. They're just trying to get exactly. They're, they're trying to get the runner at the plate. But Yarbrough's got to be ready on contact, but the right contact. Pick off move to first and third. Nothing he's got to he's got to make sure that if there's a line drive hit, he's yeah. got to freeze. He's almost he, he, at this point you don't even freeze. You just got to get back to the back if a ball's hit on the line. Cuz if it's hit on the line and they catch it in the infield and you're back to the back, oh, he's stealing Here home we go, run. squeeze. 
foul oh, ball. Oh, that's a foul it's ball. It's a foul ball. So what happened here? Runner at third base was Yarbrough charging in. The bunt was shown by Dickerson. The ball was bounced by that the pitcher the most, Bradley. That was by far the most interesting thing that I so on a squeeze play basically what's going on is the runner at third base is stealing home and the hitter has to get the button down almost like I said earlier yeah. the hit and run you're forced Absolutely. to swing at the ball you are told as a hitter you have to you have to bunt this ball that pitch was in the dirt and it bounced it bounced and, about six feet early and too. on the bounce he tried to bunt it like he's taught to yeah but he just missed it because you're not used to you know Bunting a ball that just bounced. Uh, exactly, and one of those things that you're, you're thinking, man, what if oh, he that's if crazy. he pulls the bat back, then that ball bounces over the catcher. You have your game winning run, but but, it, but you got to do instinct. it. Exactly. Instinct. You're exactly right. One two count though. The suicide squeeze wasn't play a second ago. What do we got going now? That was crazy. So one crazy, two crazy. one down. Pitch coming. Good foul ball. Way to battle up Absol there, kid. Absolutely, Dickerson hanging in there. Just, I mean, it's it's a last ditch effort just to get the bat on the ball. And you've got the top of your lineup up, so that you, so you're loving that that portion of it. He's got to come through and give a pretty much a big league at bat right here. One, two, one down. Nowhere to put him. Hornets looking for one run to win the game here. No score to this point. One, two pitch. Fastball taken high and in. Two, two now. Now you're putting the pressure even more on the pitcher because now what if he walks in the game-winning run? He's got to come with a strike and. He just has to. There's nowhere to put him. If he walks him, it's game over. If he balks, it's game over. Hit by pitch, it's game over. The only thing that's that's going to do the defense good is if he throws a pitch in the zone to either strike strike Dixon out right, or uh, get a ball put in play and hopefully get that opportunity for a double play. At, get, the, or get the force at home, whatever. But the 2-2 two -two on the way now from Bradley. Win picking up. Fly that by might be right it. Field. That might be it. Oh, that's that's very good coaching over there by Orangefield. He told his outfielder not to catch that Absolutely. foul ball. If he catches that ball, it's ball game. that's 100%. There's no way he's going to have an opportunity to make that throw. I didn't know I didn't know coaches could do that. Honestly, they, that coach sprinted down well, the as right long field as, as long as he doesn't cross. You know, right, the, yeah, it makes sense. I've never line. seen it. What, hey, that's a, a hustle by the coach that, that paid off big time for him there. So now we try one more time with a 2-2 count. Boy, if this wind isn't like it is, that ball's staying in fair territory, and that's ball game. 2-2. Two, two. That might be that slow one. That might be that. It's got to make a good. He throws it away. That's ball game, folks. An error by the third baseman on an extremely tough play at home plate. He's going to have to come in and throw that ball on the money with some speed, and he just throws it in the middle of nowhere. Clutch for Aaron Dickerson. Bat on the ball. We will take it. The Hornets come up victorious here in game number one. An RBI single. One run scored throughout this entire game. And the Hornets are on the victorious side of it. Excellent play as Mason Gonzalez was forced to be in a tough position. Tough position all the way around. Coming in from third and just having to fling it home to Kent Michelle. Couldn't do so accurately. Reagan Yarbrough comes in to score the one run. But listen, it's enough tonight to win game one here uh, from Hudson. Fantastic ball game. And listen, Jesse, it's even more important now. The Hornets 
got this win. You got to think about the morale. The team obviously pumped up, excited, but man, they did it without without their senior leader Hunter Mayo even on the field, even in attendance because because he's not feeling well. So Hunter, your team won tonight. I, I guarantee he's listening in right now. So uh, we're ready they for came you. Up with the win. We're ready for Friday now to come back and uh, let's get one or two. And Orangeville has to face the task of going against a very difficult to hit Hunter Mayo in one of these two games when we see him. So. Man, what a game all the way around. Fantastic uh, uh, job. Jesse, any last thoughts here on the, on the call? Big. That's a big win. You, <laughs> it's almost vital that you come out and you get the first one of the series, especially with a play like that on a walk-off hit. Gives your team an opportunity to really just get the, get the thing rolling and get that morale like you talked about and that team energy, team chemistry coming in confident for game two. It, it, was, it was quite impressive and and, and Geeson and I going, but listen, uh, as, as good as the hit was from the Hornets, and listen, uh, you, I don't know how many playoff games you're going to win scoring one run. Tonight, we did it. We had to do it. But listen, you're going to score more as long as you don't allow the team to score more. than You're, you're going to win every game as long as you score more than what they do. <laughs> and, and Cole Geesling tonight went the full game, seven innings, and not allowing a single earned run, five hits, four walks. Uh, pardon me, five hits, four strikeouts, and only one walk in the game. So what a performance by him excellent, coming out excellent tonight. Excellent job out there. Senior you just can't, coming to kill You can't ask for anything more than what he came out there and did. All you can really ask a pitcher is to come out and give you an opportunity to win. And he gave us every single opportunity by – I mean, if you score, if if you can come out and be confident that if you score one run, you're going to win, you know your pitcher did. There's nothing more he can do. Absolutely. And so, listen, Geesling came out, did the job, and so Hornets take a very important game one here on the road. Now, listen, folks, uh, as far as the broadcast go in this series, uh, we'll be coming back at you on Friday night, uh, about 4.45 uh, in that Friday afternoon, really, we'll be on the air at here at nextplay.co uh, for, for game one, what could be a doubleheader on that night there in Orangefield. So, listen, you're at work, listen in. Uh, when you get off work, listen in. We'll be there for you covering the game uh, for you. Tomorrow night, though, we have the Lady Hornets softball uh, in the area around it's one game no series in this one one game playoff uh, they'll be playing at Madisonville High School uh, taking on Tarkington so that one will be fun we'll be live at 645 tomorrow evening for that one uh, I want to say special thanks Jesse Craven